this is Top Quality Faith Ministries podcast, a multicultural global church mandated by God the Father to love and to serve as an instrument of the body of Christ. This is the house where God builds top quality faith in his people. Wherever you are listening from, we pray that you are blessed by today's message. Wow. Good morning and welcome to Top Quality Faith Ministries. Gosh, it feels like it's been so long that I've been in a place where I'm just sitting before you and teaching the message. Uh, But I'm here and wow, Holy Spirit, I love how he constantly moves on the inside of me and brings me insight on just awesome topics uh, to share with the body. And so today we're going to be talking about our belief in Christ, but really how we move when it comes to communication. And so I feel like I'm taking you guys to a a class of communication and really understanding the effective styles of communication and really getting to the place that we can truly begin to execute on the things that uh, Christ has destined for us to move in. You know, um, shared this with some of the people in Bible study, but I'll share it with you guys as well. You know, I was having a conversation with the Lord, especially, you know, uh, I think there's been so much. Hold on. Phone popping off. Okay. Sorry about that. But there's been so much that's been going on with COVID and you know, for the organization that I work with, you know, uh, many of my employees have been affected by COVID. If they haven't been affected, their family members or somebody is, you know, encountering it uh, in some fashion or some way. And I guess I was just in this place last week to whereby I was just like, okay, Lord, help, you know, this is just going on, you know, a little bit longer than expected and I really really need your help you know to somewhat stop and control some of this stuff that's going on because I don't think everybody's out there you know really doing things that are not right you know and I don't think they're not trying to stay safe or whatever the case may be but you know this is getting a little bit too much and I'm tired of hearing it I think that's the way I position it to the Lord and the Lord literally how would I say it? I'll say that the way he said it. Give me a second. He said, you have the authority. Amen. And then I began to go back and forth with him in, in a way of saying, what do you mean I have the authority? And he began to say to me the simplest things. You must use your words. And then I said, but wait a minute, you God Almighty, okay? You're able to deal with anything that comes forth. And he said, but you operate on earth in my place. Yes. You have to move. And you got to stop thinking and looking at things from your viewpoint and get heaven's understanding of what you're supposed to be doing, not only with the pandemic, but everything I've called you to do. Wow, Lord. Okay, you pushed that back on me. And that's what I really began to say. And he said, let's dial into your communication styles. 
Let me give you an understanding of how you communicate and really begin to deal with the way you communicate and you respond to things because if we understand how we communicate and we respond to things, then probably we will take a aggressive, uh, not I wouldn't say aggressive, an assertive approach to things and that assertive approach will yield the things that we desire that the Lord is trying to get us to operate in. And then I'm sitting back and I'm like, Lord, you're bringing in communication styles to me, you know, from a work perspective in order to get me to see things from a spiritual perspective. Wow, never look at, at these two aligned together and really come into a place and begin to speak to me in certain areas. He said, by all means. He said, you must understand effective communication. And then he said, effective communication starts with this centurion gentleman. He said, go look him up. Go find out as much as you can find out about this gentleman. And so I began to look in history and try to get a better understanding of what I was looking at with this particular gentleman and really understanding the region itself and understanding what transpired in that particular time. When I began to look at the uh, soldiers that operated in this particular part of the region, number one, they got paid more than the normal soldiers, uh, like 15% more. Another thing that really stood out to me was there was a, there was a process of elevation that took place for this gentleman to come up in the ranks. Okay, so he started off at the lowest and really understanding the communication style of each one he submitted under. He began to develop his own communication style. And when he took office, he had 80 soldiers under him. And these soldiers reported to him and he was, they were required to do whatever they needed to do. And if they didn't do it, he went and used his authority to go even to the higher ranking to remove them from their position. Wow, that sounds like what I do at work today. You know, I have people that submit under my authority. And when I ask them to do something, if they don't do what I ask them to do, then I begin a write-up process in order to get them into alignment. And if they don't adhere to the instructions, I have the power to begin to bring forth their termination and dismiss them from the company. And so that's the way the Lord began to show me authority. And he began to talk to me in a way in which I can understand using my language, work language. And so I'm going to share with you four different types of communication and Takiya is going to read it to you guys. And these four different types of communication will literally allow you to see, wow, how this centurion man operated. But I think I want to stop and deal with us in each one of these communication styles. Because I think if we see ourselves in the communication style, we can really see how we're responding to things spiritually. 
And uh, let me take you to the scripture that he told me to go over first. Give me a second to get there. And he began to talk to me about spiritual authority. He says, behold, and I'm reading from Luke 10, 19. He said, behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents scorp and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy. And nothing shall hurt you. Did you get that? I've given you power to tread upon the serpents and the scorpions. And nothing shall hurt you. Okay, then he took me to Luke 9, 1 also. And it, he said, look at that authority. And he called the 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. Wow. Now, this is why the Lord pushed it back on me. He said, wait a minute, you've got the power to do this. You've got the power to speak. I have given you authority and I don't care whether you say it today, tomorrow, but when you use your authority, I will act upon your words. And then I said, just my words, Lord? He said, yes, but I will ask you to ignite others to begin to move as such as what I've given you. So that means I'm telling you what he's telling me. And if we all are listening and we're moving in according to the spirit, we can turn nations around. But it's going to take all of us, number one, to believe, and number two is to activate what God's given us and to begin to speak. Well, I'd rather say communicate in the appropriate way. Okay, so let's go through communication and then we'll come back to scripture. So the first one is passive communication. It defines it as a style in which individuals have developed a pattern of avoiding expressing their opinions or feelings, protecting their rights, and identifying and meeting their needs. Okay, so let's think about that one. Did you read all of it? No. It's okay, keep going. As a result, passive individuals do not respond overtly to hurtful or anger, including situations. Instead, they allow grievances and annoyances to mount, usually unaware of the buildup. But once they have reached their high tolerance threshold for unacceptable behavior, they are prone to explosive outbursts, which are usually out of proportion to the triggering incident. After the outbursts, however, they may feel shame, guilt, and confusion, so they return to being passive. Ah! Story of my life. <laughs> so when I read that one, I was like, whoa, Lord, this sounds like it's describing me. And I said, I just don't get how this could be me. Because when I'm pissed, the pissed off, when I say I'm at the highest of my pissivity, because that's the way I call it, then I'm just like, everybody gets it. But then I come back 
place to where my saying, oh my God, look what I've done. Oh my God, look what I said to these people. And then at this particular point, I go and try to apologize or to shy away from what, you know, I exploded on. And then I'm over here pleading, you know, asking God to forgive me from stepping out of alignment. But then he took me into something great about myself. He said, that explosive behavior, you operate the same way in the spirit realm. He said, when you're sick and tired of something, he said, you explode on me, okay? You're coming at me, you're hitting me in every area. He's like, you're firing on all ends. And he said, but you're not allowing me to really truly speak and cause you to see why it occurred. But instead, you want to be explosive and being in that explosive position, you're not listening to reasoning. You just want it off of you. You just want to get rid of it. What else would you say, Lord? And he said, and you want me to respond immediately. And you know what he said to me? That doesn't get my attention. Let's move to the next communication style. The next is aggressive communication. It says, is a style in which individuals express their feelings and opinions and advocate for their needs in a way that violates the rights of others. Thus, aggressive communicators are verbal and or physically abusive. Wow. Okay. <laughs> And, and I think people know what that looks like. I, I don't think I've I operated in that. Uh, I, I can say back before I knew Christ, when I would, you know, loan out money and I didn't get my money back, you know, when I, you know, didn't understand the concept of loan, loaning in the spirit realm. Uh, I can recall if I didn't get my money, I showed up at the person's door mad with the intent of beating that person, okay? So I can definitely say, to that extent, you know, uh, I thought by, you know, uh, coming and fighting my family members, it would bring the money out of their pocket. Because in my mind, I know you got it somewhere. I know it's in you somewhere. And wherever it's at, I'm going to take something because you done taken from me. And, and that's the type of behavior that that person brings forth. But then when I begin to dive in the spirit realm, I begin to ask, okay, so what does this behavior do? Holy Spirit just did this to me. Did you get that? He turns away from it altogether because it's aggressive and a violent behavior. And God is not going to tolerate any of our aggressive and violent behavior. And if, as we go into the scripture, you'll see that the scripture speaks to that in this particular situation. So I'm going to hold that one and I'm going to come back and I'm going to share much more in that one because there's something in this particular story of this centurion man that the Lord speaks in regards to bad behavior let's go forward the next is passive aggressive communication is a style in which individuals appear passive on the surface 
but are really acting out anger in a subtle, indirect, or behind-the-scenes way. People who develop a pattern of passive-aggressive communication usually feel powerless, stuck, and resentful. In other words, they feel incapable of dealing directly with the object of their resentments. Instead, they express their anger by subtly undermining the object, real or imagined, of their resentments. And undermining even could be in a point whereby you're saying, I'm going to kill myself. It doesn't matter. I don't want to live no more. This is that type of aggression that comes forward. He even said to me, in this particular situation, this is a person that's constantly downplaying everything. Even though they believe for something greater, but they will downplay it in order to keep from hurting, if that makes sense. It's somebody that, how would I say it, Lord? It's internalizing their frustration. And they don't know how to truly move forward. And so in return, they're tearing down everything around them. And remember, it said imaginary things. <laughs> so it's things that exist and non-exist. And the things... When we get in the spirit realm, we're supposed to be speaking life into it to cause it to exist. But we speak so negatively that we don't even have a place to develop things in the atmosphere. We tore everything down. Oh God, he says, say it like this. Your presence is not known in the heavens because of the damage you have done to self. Wow. Let me, let me say it in another way that you guys get it. He said, it's like he has to turn away from it and take a deaf ear to it because in that place, you're cursing God. Do you get it? And so you don't want him to really hear it because if he hears it, then you're hurting yourself. So you're okay with him, him doing that. It, it's, it's, like, it's like he has to give you a timeout break for you to calm down and to come into that place and to really recognize that God is for you. And I think in this particular place, you think that everybody's operating against you. The other one is violent. You, you're beaten up and you're destroying everything. That, and, and the Lord showed me the difference between beaten up and destroying everything. This one is, the, first, the second one is controlling. You don't get your way, you're going to control things. And if you can't control things, then you're going to tear up everything in the midst of it because you can't control things. And then this one is a form of control, but it's directed at self. And then when it cannot stand up itself, it directs it at everybody else. But most of all, it's really against itself. Wow. Again, I identify with the first one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's go forward. Assertive communication is a style in which individuals clearly state their opinions 
and feelings and firmly advocate for their rights and needs without violating the rights of others. These individuals value themselves, their time, and their emotional, spiritual, and physical needs and are strong advocates for themselves while being very respectful of the rights of others. Wow. Did you get that? Oh, that's where I want to live. <laughs> and as I begin to see this, the Lord was saying to me, this is something I've been teaching you through your job for years. And every time I get you into that place of execution and to really recognize what's important to you and what's important to me, you'll go back to the old place. And then he began to talk to me about standing in what he's taught me. So now we can look at this scripture and let's see what the scripture says. We're reading Matthew chapter 8, verse 5, starting at verse 5. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him. Wait a minute. So let's start off with the beginning. He comes to him and he's not coming on his own behalf. And number two, he's not. Jew, he's coming and he's pleading on a behalf of someone he deems that is very important to him. Okay? And so when I began to look at what was the last behavior called? Assertive. That assertive behavior is inclusive. You're including others. Okay? And then as he began to show me that, he said... Look at his heart towards this individual. So you see, the first time when he comes, all you see is love and compassion. And so when you're walking in that position of being that inserted believer, you have love and compassion. And so it's not just for yourself, but it's for mankind. And, 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 and it pours out of you in every aspect of your life. You want the best for every individual. That's what he began to say to me. And then he went on to say, is that not what you do at work? And he said, I moved you away from that aggressive manager to where you just want to fire people because people didn't do what you wanted them to do. He says, I moved you into a place of compassion for people. And when you're moving and operating in compassion, he says, I'm fully listening. He says, I will respond according to your words. He said, but not only shall I respond to your words, he says, I will speak to the areas in which you haven't even spoken to me. And I will respond in these areas as well. And, and, and then when I stopped and I looked, I, I looked at King Solomon, 
when he began to respond and saying, help me to be a leader over the people. And he began to pour out his heart of how he looked among the people and he asked God for help. And in that, what did the Lord respond? Wow. His response was, I'm going to keep you as a king for as long as you obey me. And, and, and I'm going to give you riches and wealth and all of this. He didn't ask for any of that, but it was his response. He took an assertive approach. He wasn't passive. He wasn't aggressive. He took an assertive approach. And he came in humility. Surrendering his all, recognizing his weakness, and really seeking Christ in everything that he was looking at. And so when the Lord began to say to me, because I asked the simple question, Lord, I've been praying, and I've been praying that this pandemic stop, and I've been praying that this, you know, end, and I've been, you know, trying to pray, you know, even for all the stuff that I've been seeing. He said, but you're praying out of your worry. You're praying out of your fear. <laughs> Look at the approach you're taking. Wow. And he took me to the first approach. What was that first one again? Passive communication. Passive communication. So I'm, I'm in a passive mode trying to get heavenly things done. And, and I wasn't moving in my assertive role that he stopped me by knowing and understanding what I want. Because if I was in assertive, I would be speaking to the airways and talking to the things that I know that's in position and I would be moving them out spiritually and doing exactly what God's called me to do. But instead, my passive mode saying, hey Lord, can you do this? Get it? Hey Lord, can you do this? And he said, no. You do this. And then I said, but we are dying. And some of us are coming to heaven before our actual time. And you know what he said to me? This is their time. I've called them home. This is their time. And then he said, but you would have known that. If you understood your position and if you operated from the right position, you could see into the things that have come forth. He said, because you're operating in the wrong position, I got to bring understanding through other means to get you to hear me. Wow. And then he said, and you must see that you must operate in the right mode when you're communicating in the airways. Yes. And you got to stop taking this passive approach wow. and, and be assertive in your words and stand in truth and not assertive aggressive, but assertive. He said, know what you want, mean what you want, and speak it forward. Wow. Did you get that? Yeah. 
Wow. Know what you want, mean it, and speak it. Don't sit back and be wavering in what you want to say, but truly speak the things that you believe so and don't give up. You know this stuff he said. He says, how many times have you taken a communication class? And he says, and some organization requires you to take it. So, what did you forget? Let's move a little bit further through the scripture. Matthew 8, verse 7. Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? Let me stop it right there. So his response was so assertive and so loving that he recognized the faith of the man. He said, oh, wait a minute. Let me come. And help them. Remember, he sent the other woman. Remember the woman that uh, was a non-Samaritan as well, I believe. I can't remember who she was. But that's when she had to talk about the dogs eating the crumbs and all of this stuff. He literally was in return, appeared like he wouldn't go help her. He was like, wait a minute, I'm for the Jews right now. This is where my mission and my call is. And I think that's where a lot of us look at, oh, he, he was for them, he was for them. But then because of what she spoke and how she spoke it, he began to see the passion and the wisdom inside of this woman and he began to yield to her every word. Again, she came from an aggressive approach. Okay? And, and you know how we come out wimpy, Lord, if you will. Or if you're willing, you know, we ain't even got our heart and soul and mind totally connected with him as we're asking. And for some of the things that you desire, yeah, if it will be possible, Lord. And even if God tells you something like he told me and I'm bumping my head on this table. <laughs> when do you believe? When do you stand up in it? When do you really take the assertive approach to the words that he's speaking and begin to activate the faith on the inside of you to yield the result that he is calling for. Whew. That's why I said when he gave it to me. Whew. Okay? Because I don't always move into position that I, I would like to say I do. Okay? I love how just because you got a pastor's title, you think you're supposed to be a little bit above. I think people look at pastors and say, ah, they're operating from a higher standing point. We're falling short just like the rest of you guys. And, and that's probably why we get messages. <laughs> at least I know why I get them. <laughs> and in this particular place, the Lord is literally saying, change your communication style. Amen. And so now he's saying, wait a minute, come, I'll come. Meaning this man's assertive behavior calls God to say, oh, I'll come. Okay? Imagine your assertive response causes him to say, okay, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to do it? When do you want me to do it? Better yet, I already done this for you. You don't even have to ask me this because I've seen it coming and I knew you would need it. So I've already taken care of it. 
Imagine getting a response like that from him all the time. Because you're standing in position and you're operating in true purpose. And you're yielding to the spirit as you're moving forward. Praise be to God. <laughs> you didn't even have to pray. Uh, you would be praising him every second, every minute, uh, uh, hour. I wouldn't have to say, oh, let's all praise God right now. And then, you know, when you say praise God to people, everybody draw a blank. Draw blank, we got to praise. What do we praise? What do we see? What do we say? Praise should automatically rise up on the inside of you. And because of our approach, praise don't always rise up. Oh, he told me that too. God, like I'm fishing for the right words to say. Okay, um, 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 let, me, let me turn on my assertive mind to see what I need to say to you at this time. An assertive mind is not well rehearsed. They just operate. All them other ones, <laughs> okay, they are rehearsed. <laughs> Because I know for the first one, what is that? What am I? I'm not a passive. The passive one, I'm going to be like, hmm, so it doesn't sound like I'm just trying not to just do this, Lord. What is the right words I should say? And then I play out of my fear. I pray out of my fear. Or I pray, how would I say it, Lord? Oh, my God. He said, you pray, but you don't always believe what you're praying is going to come forward. And he went on to say to me, you pray based on where you're standing, not where I'm taking you. And he said, get past yourself. And he said, and come into your position of authority. So he's given us that position of authority that we're supposed to walk in. And in the position of authority that we're supposed to walk in, we should not be in any of these other three places. And we must recognize that when we do stand in these other places, that that's not the appropriate place that we as true believers of Christ should be operating. You know, a lot of times we look at the Daniel experience or we'll say a Peter experience, a Paul experience, or whatever the case we experience, or I'm having a Jonah experience or whatever the case may be because you know how we try to claim their experience. But even in that, they were assertive in their outcome. They may have been struggling in the beginning, but they always came out assertively. And they began to operate in the purpose that they were called to begin to move in. But a lot of us, we say, oh, we want to have that experience, but our experience don't look the same. <laughs> don't look the same. Because our faith in God becomes weakened as a result of the trials in which we have to stand up in. You know, I, I always would say, you know, <laughs> there's so much of Judas on the inside of me. And, and, and I, I'm not afraid to say that because 
there's a lot of times where I will stand back and I will portray what I say I'm really going to do. And I know that I don't necessarily stand up in all the things of Christ, but I'm striving, but I do know the areas in which I do struggle in. I have faith in God that he's going to help me, but I know I jump shit. And, and, and I would be wrong to say that I don't, but even as I say this, I jump ship. It's because of the lack of assertiveness on the inside of me. Because when you're not assertive, you find yourself always concerned more about people and rather than more about God. What are they going to think? What are they going to think of me? Instead of what does God say about me? You're always trying to be inclusive and include everybody. And sometimes you got to include Christ and Christ will turn around and include everybody else. And so from the approach I operate from, a lot of times, ooh, I'm thinking about this person. I'm thinking about that person. I don't want to hurt this person. I don't want to hurt that person here. And how I say it, so I want to make sure that I'm careful in what my delivery looks like. And God is basically saying, Look at all that that you got to put into it when you can operate from the platform that I have destined you to walk in. Amen. He said, you already know what needs to be done. Why you back out of it? Deal with the things that causes you to back out and take your stand. Deal with the things that causes fear and take your stand. Deal with your anger. Deal with your anger. You can lay that on the cross and you can simply say, Lord, I get mad at everything. And, and, and you hand it over to him and say, but I can't handle this anymore. So I'm going to lay my anger at your feet. And you got to take it because I can't deal with it. And, and, and say, Change my approach that it may align with kingdom purpose. Wow, isn't that great? And he'll do it. And you say, I can't go further in this. There's been so many times where I've literally said to my Lord, I, I just can't battle this no more. This is just too much. And this is going to keep me from you. And so I need you to intervene and deal with what's dealing with me because this one is too much for me. And in that place, he meets you. Don't mean he gonna do all the work. Let me make sure I say that. But he's going to lift the load, make it lighter so that you can do the heavy lifting. Hear what he's saying to us. And so again, we're looking at this guy and now Jesus has literally said, I'll come. Imagine, I wouldn't have turned down, I'll come. I'll be like, come on, let's go. <laughs> and, and if I believe the way I believe today, everybody in my household going to get saved today. Everybody going to get a word, okay? I don't care what we're struggling with, we're going to be dealing with that in the household. I'm like, come on to my house. But, Lord began to show me when I began to look at him and he pulled back 
And what did he say? Next part of that scripture? Verse 8. The satirian replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come unto my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. And, and, and I stopped. He said, I do not deserve. And, and then I, I kept saying to the Lord, what, why did he say I do not deserve? You would get back and you would look at Jewish custom. And you would understand the religious custom at that particular point in time. And he's looking at himself. He's like, wait a minute. I'm not like them. I didn't learn under this. And I didn't know this. But just say the word. But then... As the Lord began to show me the word. And the word within this man. And him coming up in the rankings of his position. He had to deal with all types of communication style. Do you get it? And he learned how to move and handled the different communication style. So he understood the aggressive person. He understood the passive person. He understood each one of them because he had to learn under them. Meaning he had to submit under them. And if you really stop and you really think, God has been teaching us how to deal with man and we have to submit under all personalities. And so by now, we should have some kind of wisdom on how to deal. And we should be in that assertive position, understanding how to operate. And so when the Lord showed me this guy, really, really, imagine getting into the first part of your, his job. All he's doing is getting instructions and he's being yelled at for the things that he's not doing. Okay. And then he finally learns how to do these things. And then he gets to another person that just controlling, okay? Then he gets to the pastor. I don't know if I should do this or whatever. He had all different types of people that he had to learn to endure under. Mm -hmm. wow. And the same thing with God. We have to learn to endure under these different personalities and to be able to even recognize our own personality and begin to learn how to operate from a different plan. And, and, and as he began to say to me, I taught you how not to move out of your frustration. He reminded me of the leader I was when I first started. Somebody did something wrong under my leadership and they didn't do what I told them to do, fire you. I was known as the fiery king in some organization. They're like, girl, don't work under that woman. If you don't do what you tell her to do, she tell you to do, she's going to straight fire you. She's going to write you up in 60 days. You're going to be out. I had that name because I had zero tolerance for lack of responsiveness when it comes to performing tasks. And then the Lord said, you were that person. And then he said, but then you moved into the position because everybody began to call you 
you know, the hatchet lady. He said, then you moved into this what? Passive. And you let everything fly until you get mad. And when you get mad, then you pull out your paper and you start writing like never before. And he said that you're remembering things all the way back to stuff that you released this back. And he said, that's not the way to be. <laughs> and he said, and you're quick on executing, okay? You've got to go. You've got to go. And, and in that, he says, you're not stopping and looking at the individual. And, and I laughed because I had to reprimand somebody not too long ago and in reprimanding that person I'm like you better get it <laughs> okay and, and I the reason why I'm saying you better get it because I'm at that point whereby I can't keep doing this and so we tend to do that with people when we can't keep doing something or you feel like their job becomes your job then you're just like in that place like I ain't doing your job I'm getting paid enough to do your job. So I'm laughing as I'm saying this, but God is telling me this is the wrong approach. So in this, we have to get into that place where we begin to really, truly hear God and move not in that aggressive mode, but really being assertive. And when you're assertive, people listen. Do you get it? They hear you. You know, they're like, oh my God, every time she talks, it's just like, oh my God, she's just so pleasant. She always gives me insight, always provide understanding. There's wisdom mixed up in it. You know, that's the place. That's the place that you win souls to. Because half of the people that I've ministered to, and even some of you guys that are on the line listening, it's, it's that, hey, I come with knowledge. I'm here to share. I'm here to bring you in. Let me help to graph you into this place. Let me help you to get there. I say, girl, you better get this or you're going to go to hell. Okay? I probably did that back in my days. So I correct myself for that. But whatever it is, God changed our approach. And even now, he's seeking to enhance the approach that we are currently providing to others. And especially when it comes to changing things around. Our approach has to be different. Imagine, you know, because sometimes I get up in the morning and I'm praying. And as I'm praying, I'm taking that. Ah, I'm going to kill hell. Okay. You know, fighting with everything I've got on the inside. And the Lord says, simple words will change. It's like when he spoke to the storm. What did he say? Peace be still. But we think we got to come with that assertive approach even in the kingdom when we're praying. Because he even showed me in my spiritual prayer. What do I do? I'm stacking everything. Everybody got to scream like I scream. Everybody got to say loud. That's why I had to learn to put myself on mute because I would try to lead. And I have to learn how to be submissive in the spirit realm to bring forth the things that God desires. God, even in your approach in the spirit realm has to change. Jesus, okay? <laughs> that doesn't mean that you, you come aggressive, assertive, and then you turn around and take a, a passive approach to it. It's still not going to work. You have to come all the way into being assertive 
And we'll go over that definition at the close of this again. Okay, so let's go a little bit further. So now Jesus has agreed, and now let's see. And the gentleman said no, and he, he's giving the reason behind what I shared with you guys because he understands how people speak, how I operate, and he knows how people move because he had to grow up it through the ranking. And you don't get a position quickly. You have to earn that position. And so he had to earn his position and really earn his way. And in this particular region, when you go back and you look at how it was set up compared to the other, uh, soldiers took money and from people is because they weren't being paid enough. Let's see it further. Matthew 8, verse 9. <clears throat> For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes. But I love how he said, I am a man under authority. So he acknowledges that he got people on top of him. Okay? But then he then turns around and acknowledge people that submits under him. So he recognized, hey, I still got to adhere to the authorities right. above me. Because most people, when they look at that particular message, they only look at the people under him. But you got to look at the people he's talking about that he submits under. So he says, I am a man of authority, meaning that he submits under authority. Okay? So we understand the authority of God. God has given you power to rule and reign that he has in return, giving you authority to move forward and to move out in the kingdom. And what we do is to say, Lord, you do it. And he said, no, you do it. You know, there's a song saying, I created you, <laughs> you know, and he's telling you, I created you to do this. Matthew 8, verse 9, For I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, Truly, I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is where, remember when I talked about, I'll come back to that particular part. This is the person that's aggressive. This is the person that speaks to the two in the middle. Give me the two in the middle again. Passive aggressive and then aggressive and then passive communication. He's talking about here. And, and then I said, Lord, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And he said, you're thinking in time, but heaven is here. And he said, and when you don't get your way, what do you do? Can you read that scripture again? 
But the subjects of the kingdom will be Subjects of the kingdom. Who's the subjects? We are the subjects of the kingdom. So when he began to say to me, who, the subjects of the kingdom, he said, you are the subject of the kingdom. You're in the kingdom right now. So you are the subject. And so when I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to your current way of communicating and acting out of your frustration. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness. Then that makes sense when he turned his back on me, right? Because yeah. he's literally saying, okay, you want to deal with that? I'm going to leave you to do that. That's what he's literally saying. I'm going to leave you where you're at. And when you're done with where you're at, don't mean that you're still not a child of God. When you're done with it, come back. And so he's going to let you act the fool, curse out everybody, do what you want to do. But he's still going to convict you of it. Okay, because you still got the spirit on the inside. It's still going to convict you. But he's going to let you stay there until you're ready to surrender it. And so when he told me weeping and gnashing of teeth, and he said, how many times have you acted the fool and, and I left you in your place? And I was like, wow. Okay, and he said, did you not feel you biting down on your teeth? I said, yeah, yeah, because I said I was madder than mad. <laughs> and he, and I began to laugh. And then he said, but did you not surrender it? And I said, but it took me a while. And he said, and you're learning from your behaviors. So again, look at the authority. Look at what the person is actually doing. Because a lot of times we say, oh, I would love to be that guy to begin to speak and to move. But he had to learn how to move into position, OK? He wasn't afraid to speak up. He wasn't afraid to share his opinion. He wasn't afraid to begin to move. He understood. And that means he had to go through dealing with, oh gosh, the worst boss ever. And then he had to go to the one that didn't know what to make and then help him to make the decisions, okay? And then he had to learn how to move with uh, the right one. And that's the person that he gleaned from. And he understood how to treat his own. And through that assertive approach, he fell in love with mankind. So now he's standing before God because of the love he has for his servant. Completely different. He said, he said to me, where is the love I've given you? Does it not outpour into every area of your life? Do you not allow it to pour into every, life, every area of your life? Or, or are you like that? I looked at something on TikTok, uh, you know, and it's like, you love me? You love me? Something, something stupid where somebody just goes around and just keeps asking the person, do they love them? And sometimes, I think sometimes we get to places where we just want to hear that we're loved. But love requires you to give it back. When you know you're loved, you do things for others. You, in return, you return the love that you're being shown. It's not 
that one-sided love. And, 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 and you're not limited with what you do. You will give more of your resources. Oh, Lord. Rather than being in that particular place to where you only want to give. Oh, here you go. Here goes snack here. Here goes snack there. You give as you receive. Wow. Let's go further. I'm going to read verse 12, Matthew 8, 12. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion. In the darkness. So when I said in the darkness, Lord, what do you mean in the darkness? That means you don't have insight. Jesus. That means you don't have understanding. You left to your own understanding. Get it? You left to continue to move and operate in the negative. Because when you're in darkness, you know, you pray dark prayers. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. Lord, give it to me. And if you don't give it to me, then I know I don't even need to do this Christian thing anymore because it just don't matter no more to me. You know, you haven't been God anyway. You didn't show up. You know how people say that. Because they're speaking out of their frustration. They're not speaking in accordance to what they know or love the Lord to be. And that is love. And when you know that you're loved and you're able to basically truly experience it, you want everybody else to know, hey, that one loved me. Oh my God. And, and my love. And you in, end up showing affection towards the individual and you don't even know you're showing that affection. It becomes openly, publicly, and everybody knows. Like, oh girl, that girl loved that guy or that girl loved this person. Or she, he loves her. You know, he loves her, you know, and not putting David on the spot, but, you know, I know David loves Amanda, okay, because it shows in every single thing he does. I can truly say that he loves her. And I don't second guess it. And I'm sure others says the same. Because we can see it. And that's what God is truly trying to get us to see what assertiveness looked like. It's where you truly go out of your way for somebody else. This man went out of his way for a slave. Do you get it? For a slave. And back in that day in time, they, slaves didn't have no value. They just was worth something financially of what their wealth looked like. But evidently, this man extended his love and he didn't see his slave as a slave. Wow. And that meant he understood the communication style and, and understanding how others were treating him. He said, and probably made a declaration, I'll never do that to my own household. And he began to operate from kingdom principles, not knowing the king. Get it? Kingdom principles, not fully knowing the king. He probably knew of the king, but in that, he began to operate 
And it moved Christ. Get it? It moved Christ. And that's what we want to do. We always want to be in that position that we move our, our Father to action. Wow. Verse 13, then Jesus said to the centurion, go, let it be done just as you believed it would. Did you get it? When you operate from this particular point, when you speak, it will happen just as you believe it would be done. Oh my God, imagine if all of us just took our rightful stand and we didn't go and get mad and get frustrated and do this. It will always end up the way we believe. Just as we believe it will be done. Hear what he's saying. And his servant was healed at that moment. <laughs> Praise be to God. So this is the message I have for you guys today. <laughs> I pray that each and every one of you understand your communication style. And we're going to read them one more so that you guys can get it, okay? And with the hopes that you do something different. Because the better one is always the last. <laughs> yes. Oh, just the, the styles, not the, oh, just the titles. titles for the each. But then end with the fullness of the other one. <laughs> so the titles are passive communication, aggressive communication, passive aggressive communication, and a better one is assertive communication, which is a style in which individuals clearly state their opinions and feelings and firmly advocate for their rights and needs without violating the rights of others. Firmly advocates for their rights and needs and not violate the rights of others. That means advocate. Lord, I know this is to be so. I know this is to be true. And because I know how kingdom works, I'm, I'm standing here and I know. And God will say, speak this and it'll be yours. Do this and it'll be done. <laughs> Praise God. Keep going. These individuals value themselves, their time, and their emotional spiritual and physical needs and are strong advocates for themselves while being very respectful of the rights of others. And so even right now, I pray even that God begins to move in each and every one of us, that we can truly be assertive in our spiritual walk, walking in agreement with his will. Holy Spirit, I always will lean to you for direction, for guidance, but even for a greater prayer. What words would you say to the body today? Or better yet, those listening in. That you may truly recognize the call that's upon your life. And that you may stand in position that all that he has called forth may be done in you. No longer leaning to your emotions, because this is where these aggressions and these other things come from. 
but really truly being purposeful in the kingdom. He says, as I am with you. He's purposeful with us. And even as you seek him, I pray that your discernment is clear. I pray that the direction God provides for you is clear. And I pray that your words are elevated throughout the earth and it becomes a sounding board that heaven may yield all of its promises to you and yours and your children to come. In Christ Jesus' name, I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. If God is building top quality faith in your life through this ministry, we pray that you will partner with us by giving. You can visit our website, tqfm.org. Also, remember to subscribe for more messages like this.